Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. On tonight's show, a presentation ceremony from last year's Newark Half Marathon and a look forward to this year's main event. We get all the Newark Athletic Club news from the Twins and catch up with all the Striders gossip as they return from Paris, nine of them in the Paris Marathon. Fantastic. But first, as ever, a little bit of news. And Long Bennington under-18s moved to within three points of winning the Knotts Youth League with a 5-4 victory at Limbay. Corbin Reid and Owen Rowley both scoring a brace. And their next match, and the one that could win the championship, is away to arch-rivals Farndon Colts. You couldn't write it, could you? Farndon themselves still have hopes of a runners-up spot. A goal in each half helped the cause against Glapwell. Fernwood Sword Clubs, Arthur Eakin and Ethan Dakin both reached the quarter-finals of the under-13 Durham Open on Saturday and Ed Howlett finished 12th and James Rubberford 45th in the GB Senior Championships. On Sunday, Isabel Darvell returned to the Essex Roads Women's Spring Road Race where she won last year. This time, they knew of all about her though. She was heavily marked in a very negative race Finished fourth in the Bunch Sprint. And marathon records and spring sunshine for the Striders with Lewis Hopkinson becoming the first man in orange to break that magical three-hour barrier. More from Graham, of course, coming up on this one. And to the world of sport and two major stories dominating, and this is, uh, can't wait for Peter's opinion on these two. Tiger Woods says his marathon's triumphs is right up there with his greatest achievements. Having faced serious doubts whether he would ever contend again, he of course won that fifth green jacket at Augusta on Sunday, his first major in 11 years. And after four back operations where he could hardly walk, is it the greatest sporting comeback ever? And Saracens have warned Vinnie Vulapola about his behaviour and has said he made a serious error of judgment defending Israel and Foley's social media comment saying that hell awaits gay people. England forward Vinopola liked his tweet and called for people to live their lives how God intended. Again, Peter's got that one to comment on. And so has Tony. As we just get serious for a few minutes, because both these stories, major stories from the weekend, are very serious stories as well. So, first of all, welcome to Peter Davis. Welcome back to Radio Notes Sport. Peter, wonderful to have you here. And I know you're here to talk about marathons and things, but uh, I value your opinion on these two stories. Um, let's start with Tiger Woods. And, of course, with Tiger Woods, from your your medical profession, um, taking it as a um, someone who's had four back operations, could hardly walk, and he's come back to win the most difficult major of them all. 
it's called the greatest sporting comeback ever, or when he went from hero to zero overnight when his private life was splashed all over the world's press. What do we want to remember Tiger Woods for? Do we give Tiger Woods a second chance and treat him as a sportsman or say as a person, I'm sorry, I'm not even going to talk about him? Well, firstly, I think he's made a remarkable recovery from the orthopaedic point of view to have that sort of surgery and then physically to come back and play at the level he's played at. He's done wonderfully well. Uh, my view on all these sorts of issues relates to the money involved in sport and the celebrity status. Um, and Tiger Woods has obviously progressed his golf very well, but he's progressed himself personally through financial benefits through celebrity status. And that's the bit, I think, that, that uh, makes me back off a bit to really go up to him and say, you've done wonderfully well, you're one of the top recovery sportsmen in the world, uh, just because of that other side of it. Um, the Friday before I joined the advertiser in 1986, um, I landed very badly at the bottom of a 70-foot water slide in Portugal and fractured two vertebrae. And um, if I'd have been leaning... Uh, two millimetres the other way, I would have severed my uh, spine and be in a wheelchair for, for, for the rest of my days. So when it comes to back problems, I, I think it's um, miraculous what Tiger Woods has achieved. And um, I myself have been blessed throughout my life anyway, but uh, within a year I'd completed London Marathon after um, being in hospital for, for the first six weeks of my what would have been my advertiser career. Uh, fortunately, they put up with me for... Uh, and in, in fact, I'm probably... It, 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 as regards my colleagues at the advertiser were concerned, they probably enjoyed the first six weeks at my advertiser more than my subsequent 25 years. Certainly the readers did. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I, I just think what he's uh, achieved is absolutely remarkable. However, I never liked the bloke when he was uh, popular. So I could never warm to the guy whatsoever, and his subsequent uh, subsequent sort of demises. I, 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 I think I joined quite a lot of people in finding hilarious. We'll probably talk about great sporting comebacks a little bit more on on Thursday. But uh, okay, the, rather more serious is the Australian rugby player. I suppose I'm getting the surname wrong. Israel Fowley. Um, Philao. So again? Philao. Okay then, good man. I'm, I'm, I'm glad you're here. Um, if he's got those beliefs, that's a fair comment. Everybody's got their own beliefs, but, you know, keep them to yourself, mate. Um, but for <laughs> Vinny, but for Vinny Vanapola to come out, and this is the thing that interests me more than anything. I mean, I, I know the RFU of today gave him an official warning. That's what they have done. And that stops on his record now for, I think, three years or something. Um, the Australian was, in my world, way out of line. But for one of England's top rugby players to basically like the comment, I, I, I find unbelievably naive because everything <laughs> in this day and age that you say 
is caught up by somebody because it's all plastered all around the world on social media. You can't say anything or write anything anymore. And it, people, no, 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 whatever. It, it's seen, especially when you're top of your profession, like these two chaps are. So again, I'll value Peter's comments. Uh, yes, as an ex-Saracens player, I was amazed <laughs> when it came on to the media. Uh, that Billy Vanapara supported that comment. Uh, I immediately thought, as you've said, Mick, that it was to do with religious, cultural beliefs and so on. But he is an idiot to actually put on social media those sorts of thoughts. Um, it would be interesting, and I haven't seen anything yet, if they asked his brother, Mako Vanapola, also an England player and a Saracens player, what he felt as well. And if he's got any intelligence at all, he'll say nothing. And that's exactly what he should be saying. Yeah. Nothing. It worries me, Pete. I'll come to you in a minute, Tony. Uh, but it worries me with, with with all the racial abuse that has come back into the limelight over the last few weeks with the the England players, Raheem Sterling and, and, and Danny Rose and, and, and all that. And, and now this. Have we learned anything in 20, 30 years? Because I'm beginning to wonder... I mean, the sad thing is as well, I think it's Gareth Thomas, it's Thomas Henry, one of the Welsh international players, came out and said he was gay four or five years ago. And I thought, how fantastic. One of the referees at that time was gay and came out at the same time. Mm. Um, so, really, Billy Vanapola can't claim that he's ignorant and didn't know what was going on within sport or rugby uh, specifically. It, it, it's, it's unbelievable. Mr Smith... Well, we travelled to Belper together on Saturday. Um, I, 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 I was a bit like this show. I was, I was your chauffeur, and um, it's, it's, we, we, we had a conversation which cannot possibly be repeated, obviously on air. We, we exchanged frank and honest views, and um, I think people who are homophobic are living in the 1940s and 1950s these days. I mean, everybody. Is and no, no offense to footballers, but rugby union people tend to be more intelligent. And it took a rugby union guy to come out and say, Yeah, I'm gay. It took a rugby union referee to come out and say, Yeah, I'm gay. So, what he got so they both got so much respect from their communities in, in the rugby union at world and further afield. No footballer has had the guts to say that yet. And that is because football is still riddled with racism, still riddled with homophobia, and people just should grow a brain and enjoy football as well. Now, here's an interesting story for you as well. I, I ran the Frishney Half Marathon on Sunday. And when I ran it last year, at the start, I actually noticed two men, and one gave the other, who was the, the runner, a kiss on the cheek. And at first I thought, wow. And then I thought, fantastic, you know, that they can openly, yeah. uh, in that situation, uh, actually show their affection for each other. Mm. Yeah. I just, it just makes my blood boil. It, it, it really does. And yet in football, in the Burnley match on Saturday, somebody got booked for kissing another player on the nose. <laughs> you know, if he'd have headbutted him, the footballers have gone, good lad. 
Yeah, we'll but, talk about that one on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Peter Davis is our guest tonight, and we dropped him well and truly in the deep end with those two questions. But I, I, I thought they was questions that we had to talk about. Yeah, welcome to my world, Peter. You know, we are we are a sports show, and those two questions at the moment mm. are right up there, right. at the top of the back pages of all the papers, and should be asked. And have been, I think, tonight. Very well answered by Peter as well. Most certainly. So, Peter Davis, <laughs> um, now we'll talk about your running. Let's so, talk about your... You're downhill from here. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's, before we talk about Neil Kauf, my friend, let's talk about you, because when yours last in here, there was medals galore. Yours just had to sort of turn up and you'd, you'd won your age category and another gold medal. And What's winter been like for you? Uh, not, not too good. I actually picked up an injury in February... And I'm just getting back from it with the help of people like Betty, Becky Gallup. Can yeah. you believe that some... Uh, again, I'll go back to your background. Six months pregnant and running the 10K. Fantastic. That child will never be seasick, will it? No. no, no. I've got a horse <laughs> I mean, ri- isn't it brilliant? Well, I've got a horse riding wife and she was riding with our second child yeah. uh, the week before she actually gave birth. <laughs> And the midwife was worried because we were having a home birth because when she knocked on the front door, no one answered. She was just about to get the police and the rain was down mucking the horse out and she was already in labour. But, you know, I mean, why not? Exactly. You know, why not? Exactly. I, th- I think pregnancy is not an illness. It's it's a healthy part of a woman's life. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, 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 oh, I, she's, she's fantastic. She's fa- yeah. But anyway, carry on. Um, so I'm just making a slow comeback at the moment. Uh, looking forward, uh, this the race I did on Sunday was the first distance race I've done since last October, and that was the Leicester Marathon, uh, where Lewis Hopkinson broke the Striders Club record for the first time. And I'm so pleased Simon took it back from him yeah. uh, a week ago, yeah. and now Lewis has come back <laughs> and done under three hours. So. Graham did say this is going to this is going to be the start of a uh, you know of a yes, race within a race. Yeah, a two and fro. <laughs> You was out yourself on on Sunday. It yeah, was, you, you was running. Um, enjoy. Yeah, it was. It's a small. It's up um, just up towards Skegness. Uh, so it was very windy and very cold on that coast on Sunday. And flat, but very flat. Yes, <laughs> yes, very flat. So not too difficult. Um, only about hundred hundred and fifty runners, and I like doing some of the smaller ones because they're so friendly. That's we talked about that last time, didn't we? Yeah, and if you remember last time I came in, I think with Jeremy, wasn't it? Right yes. now, I actually yeah. ran with him in the race on Sunday as well, and we both managed to win our age categories, which Excellent. was fantastic. Saturday morning, you was um, all at the park run. You had a mm-hmm. bit of a park yeah. run takeover with a very good reason. I went down there with the old um, camera. If I'd not got the camera, I would have done the park run, but I got the camera, so obviously I couldn't. Needs um, must. Yeah, needs must. Um, um, tell us about that <laughs> Saturday morning. <laughs> well. As you know, we use yourself, we use park runs, we use anything possible to actually promote the New York Half Marathon, which is coming up on August 11th. So get on the website, get signed up, everyone, because uh, we do tend to go towards the, the full-up side. But this year, what we wanted to do as well is really start to push with the people of Newark how important the Half Marathon is to us, but also to Newark. Yeah. Um, so what we were doing was we were actually presenting checks to £2,000 check to Newark AC to start developing some of their youth programmes. And I think they're going to use it for developing coaches within the club. 
Um, we gave £500 each to the adult and the junior park run. And they're going to put a special sign up about park run, actually in the Sconce Park. Uh, we do things like give £100 to Horton Church because they they needed uh, repair work done. Uh, and also because the DB Wood Challenge, which was £500 to the fastest male who broke the time uh, that myself and Becky had set for them, not running it, but we were the ones that <laughs> advised on, on what it should be. £500 for the first man, £500 for the first woman, and we agreed before the event that if it wasn't beaten, the money would go to the charities. Um, so Beaumont House Mind Children's Bereavement raised their own money through the Newark half, but they also got another £340 from that money as well. So it's fantastic, and they all turned up on um, Saturday morning to have the photos taken, and uh, it, it was a... Very good sunshine, and everybody was happy, didn't didn't they? And that was uh, that was fantastic, of course, and that really puts the the final seal on 2018. Yes, Newark Half Marathon. Although the 2019 you've been talking about for an awful long time, so we're going to talk about that um, coming up after we spoke to the twins, um, who's the charities this year, and what's happening. And it's the unique Newark Half Marathon because I don't think there's another one in the country where all the local running clubs get their heads together and act as a team are you listening footballers okay it's tuesday so it's twins time and i think a very probably the quietest weekend for the twins to report about so so ladies um i could be cruel and say i'll shut up and let you talk but uh, it has been a quiet weekend for you hasn't it yeah definitely yeah we've had no and we have not had any events on this weekend last weekend and that's that's most unusual. Yeah, it is, yeah, because there's normally like someone doing a road race or a mini league on or something, but nothing. nothing but <laughs> what you have got to tell me is what Peter's just spoke about, um, a little windfall for New York Athletic Club. Yeah, we got some um, money from the half marathon from last year for helping organise it, which is good for the club. And they're going, or Gareth informs me, that um, it's going towards... Um, paying for a coach for the um, the field side of the um, business. Oh, that would be really good. I didn't know that. There you go, you see. Breaking yeah. news for you. Breaking news, new athletic club coach, yeah. Yes, it's going towards pay for... And it's going towards to pay for somebody to look after, not track, but field. Now, it's been so long before... Well, I can never remember us talking about track and field because you haven't had either. Now you've got both. Um what you're looking forward to on that side of it your pole vlog yeah because <laughs> <laughs> at the minute i'm still like at lincoln every thursday pole vaulting there so then soon we'll be able to like do it here and we'll be able to do all the other events like, like as well high as, jumping as well and yeah. long jump and then the throws as well which will be good but if gareth gets it organized and it, it it sounded pretty much like they knew exactly what they wanted and where they're going and you yeah. don't have to go to lincoln you can come to newark in Newark, yeah, yeah. to train at the pole vault. I mean, you, you couldn't really believe that was going to happen, could you? No, no, not before we'd gone, like, left for university or something anyway. So what we've got, about a couple of years before you go? Yeah, a year and a half. A year and a half. So you're, you're going to have a year and a half on that track, aren't you? Yeah, and, and we'll come back, obviously, from the <laughs> Of course. Back on the track. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, so if one of you's pole vaulting, what about the other one? I mean, I still can't oh. tell you apart, but... <laughs> I'm not really sure. I'll probably do high jump, long jump. 
I did actually have a goat pole vault the other week, and I was hopeless. So I'm <laughs> going to stay away from that one. <laughs> and, and I thought you did everything together. Well, Lauren wanted the pole vault. Uh, no, we started with pole vault being my event until he having like heptathlon. But then, Lauren got jealous. <laughs> but then I went and joined her heptathlon, and she never joined pole vault. So pole vault has always just been like my event. So she's let you down, really, hasn't she? Yeah. 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 Like Lauren's, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, ladies. Um, anything over Easter, or is it just eating Easter eggs? Just eating Easter eggs. We've not got any races, have we? Um, we've got one in May, which is the first. In May? Oh, that's nice. Yeah, the Northern League or the YDL. Yeah. Well, by that time, Dad might be fit again. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> Finally, how's Big Sister? She's good. She's coming back in three, three, three weeks. weeks. Three weeks on Saturday. She'll be back. And are you both looking forward to her returning? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sounded t- so convincing. <laughs> How long is she back for? She's back till August, like the 19th, 12 weeks. That's so a long, long time. time. She wants, I'm sure, want a bedroom back. Yeah. It's got Laura, all Lauren's work stuff in it, actually, so it's, yeah, it's really messy. I've been using the test. <laughs> Poor Amber. <laughs> She'll never know. <laughs> She'll never know. Well, she's coming back for that long. She listens to the radio. <laughs> in that case, we'll have you all in the studio one night. Have a wonderful Easter, both of you. Um, you w- we'll catch up with you in a couple of weeks' time. Bye bye. Bye. That's the the wonderful twins, and with Amber coming back, well, I think that's um going to be um, a visit from all three to stir. The reason I say to them I'll see you in a couple of weeks' time is because we can now officially announce our Golden Oldies show for next week is going to be over two nights because there's about as much chance as Tony and I are getting a word in edgeways. Um, it's going to be over two, two, two nights on Tuesday and Wednesday and we are going to reminisce on football of roughly 10 to 15 years ago kevin smith and david hillier hillier and masgay the double act are coming into this studio now you know what i mean when i said nobody's going to get a word in edgeways because i was around with david last night for 10 minutes and he hasn't changed um so hillier and masgay stories um next tuesday and and wednesday and i was part of that group just a little part of that group and you know Football is not the same without those two. It is not the same. It's not got the banter. It's not got the laughs. It's not got Hillier's suits. It's got nothing like that. It's and it's a lot poorer place when those two decided to hang up the football boots. But they're coming in here, and um, we're going to be talking football with Dave Hillier and Masgay next Tuesday and Wednesday, believe it or not. But we're talking athletics tonight because it's... um. Well, actually, it's getting very close to the Newark Half Marathon when you think about it. It's not that far away because the twins were saying their next race is in May. Well, that's, you know, a couple of weeks' time, June, July, and uh, Peter, we're there. So, what, two, probably about three months away? Yeah. That's it. Panicking yeah. yet? Uh, no, we're looking forward to it. Uh, the uh, registration is going up week on week. Uh, it tends to go up more from about eight to six weeks from the event because most people tend to enter at that time. So, yeah, we're very much looking forward to it. It's the same course 
nearly the same course. Yeah, we swapped it last year because we had some comments about the amount of grass at the end. We made them do two loops mm. uh, around the Sconce Park. Because we spoke grass. about this before, didn't we? And yeah. I, I, I was <clears throat> surprised that marathon runners do not like to run on the grass. It's. I think it's a change of surface. Um, you know, when you do trail running and you suddenly go from really soft trails onto a bit of road, you can actually, it feels very odd to your running legs. Um, and to, particularly at the end of a, a road race, a half marathon, uh, to run on grass is something completely different and can be sapping that final bit of energy you've got to get over the finish line. Make, make them work harder. <laughs> What are you shaking your head at? No, but anybody who has has done the um, the London Marathon, uh, the cobbles, the, 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 the cobbles, oh, yeah. it is just. I mean, it, yeah. it it sounds ridiculous to somebody who's not experienced it, but you go from tarmac to cobbles, and it jars every muscle in your body. So running on grass after uh, thirteen miles of, uh, of, of, of of tarmac is a very uncomfortable experience I, I, I was thinking i probably asked you the question before peter did did, did you run the old newark half marathon yes uh, about five or six times when we moved up from because London. i i was naive enough to think the hardest job was running up coddington hill but everybody tells me the hardest <laughs> job was running down yeah. down beacon hill and I, okay I, I did grasp that one eventually but then you turn into is it william street and you got another little hill mm. to end up up with that must uh that must have been awful. It is. It, it, although it looks a slope when you normally walk up it or run up, run, run up it, at the end of a half marathon, it looks more like a hill. <laughs> and then you've also got the wags standing outside the pub saying, oh, yes. you're nearly there, yeah, <laughs> drinking their pints of beer. And that just about finishes you up. <laughs> um, but you've got some lovely countryside. And you said you gave them some money to Horton Church because um, Horton Church it is pretty much... Um, a focal point of the new Newark Half Marathon. It's the first major um, building that you get to after the start, really, isn't it? They do. They they pass it about a mile from the start and about a mile and a half from the finish. So, it's yeah, it is a, a nice place. The same as Elfton. It's such a nice place to run through. Do, does the sort of £100 towards the restoration fund sort of help when you say by the way you can't have a service uh yes more, yeah. <laughs> yeah it makes the congregation not mind too much getting there early or having to walk down there so. it, it just yeah it's yeah. what you have to do these yeah. things. but that's that's and it, it's an half it's an half past nine start um, it is it, when I, I mean i missed last year and i've been ridiculed about yeah. it all year um but it used to be a 10 o'clock start yeah so you've come forward half an hour. What's yeah. the thinking behind that? Well, I thought from the outset, I, I personally would prefer a nine o'clock start uh, because it's cooler, uh, particularly in August time. So most people will finish the race within two hours and it's only 11 o'clock. If you start, like the race I did on Sunday, started at 11 o'clock. If you started that in August and didn't finish till one o'clock oh, no. and it was a hot day, yeah. it would be excruciating. It's one two years ago that I commentated on it and it wasn't supposed to be. No. A, a warm day no but it was hot enough standing there it was mm. yeah and so that 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 that's, a, the, that's the, the, the simple and, and, the, and the other side effect as well is that it means you can open the roads up earlier as well so rather than the road closures seeming to take from sort of mid-morning through to mid-afternoon it seems like they're just closed for the morning for a shorter period how, of time. how difficult is it to work with the council and the police do they be careful how you answer this i suppose don't you <laughs> do they help and advise 
or, or do they seem to throw every single problem there is in front? I'm only thinking this because I love the not fast 10k. I can understand why they can't have it there. Um, I wouldn't want to run alongside of the Mansfield Road. I really wouldn't. So I, I, I really can understand it, but I do love the not fast 10k. Did it make life so much simpler when you said, right, well, we're going to point towards the countryside? Uh, it did. I mean, the main, the main reason the old Newark Marathon folded was because it was almost impossible to close the roads off in the centre of Newark and be safe. Um, so uh, when I started to think about resurrecting it, the first thing I did was look at a new route. And the route that I used to run regularly from Farndon was around that area through East Stoke, Elston, and I thought, this would make a fantastic half-marathon route. And that's what we developed. Uh, the first time I suggested it to the group when we got the committee together, we were, in fact, going the other way around. But from advice from the county council, who actually support us, you know, you're asking about the police, ambulance service and so on, they are good, they are fantastic. Uh, they make sure that we keep safe. Um, so the chap from the county actually would prefer the roads to be completely closed all day, every day, I think, to make it <laughs> safe for runners. But obviously we can't do that. Um, so he just makes sure, wherever possible, um, we keep runner safety right at the top. How difficult is it to actually... Because you, you, you've got a set distance. So how how difficult was it to make sure that set distance because you know, to me it's not just a question of going out there or go down there or come back down there or come back down there that's yeah. simple that is not going to be the distance no. so how, how well uk athletics actually say that if you're a registered half marathon it has to be a half marathon and you have to get it measured um and we had it we've had it measured twice because we changed the course last year so we had to have it re-measured this year we probably won't have to have it measured uh but believe it or not it's a chap on a bike that does the measurement and what he's got is is a highly precise and measured cog on the back wheel that measures out almost to the inch the exact course now i don't know whether you know the story but i think it was the manchester half marathon and marathon was actually miscalculated uh, I think it was something like 300 metres short and they hadn't noticed it. So the year that that happened, all of the records that had been set because it was finishing 300 metres early were cancelled. So, so it didn't please too many people. Uh, so the first question I asked his chap when he arrived on his bike, I said, did you do the Manchester? He said, no, 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 no that wasn't me. <laughs> Have to make friends. Yeah. <laughs> brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. Uh, charities last year it was um moment house and and, and mind uh, and the children's bereavement are you charitying again this year we are what we've done is we've actually broadened the net um so we've got those three still uh but the other charities we've got are newark salvation army um we've done the park runs as well um yeah, and a few others. I can't remember them off the top of my head now. That's a question you've asked me that I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but you broadened the horizons and you've yes, been more we have. More I think there's about six or seven. And the way that people do it is we give them a website link and they contact uh, that. Um, so, for instance, our youngest daughter is actually running for Cassie, which is uh, a charity that supports adolescents that need mental health support uh, because she's needed it. At, at one time 
um, so she's going to run for them. So they will then, we give them free places. I think we allocate about 10 or 15 places to each of these charities so they can get teams of runners together that will then raise money for them. And what I did like last year, and um, it's not new at mind anymore, but it was new at mind then with 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 Sarah and 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 those and those Catherine and Catherine from from Bowman, they joined in with the concept of the Newark Half Marathon. They didn't just say, "Okay, thank you very much. That's some more money in the coffers. That, that's yeah. great." They come into the studio. They laughed their way, didn't they, Tony? For <laughs> an hour, it was an hilarious yeah, hour. Yeah. Well, it was it, 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 it was unbelievably good. Um, they was roundabout on the day. They was there again um, on Saturday and. It's nice to see, I mean, it's lovely to see that you're giving something to charity, but it is also nice to see that the charities are not just saying, oh, great, thank you very much, we'll have that. They're actually embracing it. Yeah. It is. It's, it's a lovely sort of symbiotic relationship where we, we're actually used by the charities to raise monies and to put their name forward. Uh, but I personally get a lot from the fact that I know we're organising this for them as well. You know, it's an extra reason to actually organise a race and to run it. You know, it's fantastic. It is. I, I said just before we spoke to the twins, um, it is a unique race, isn't it? Because it is. we don't know of any other half marathon that is an amalgamation of the local clubs. I'd be one club or a council put it on, but not a group of what are inferior rival clubs no it surprised me when we got um well uh, for the first meeting i got hold of newark athletic uh, club so becky kate and so on um and then i said i said to them look the only way we can really make this work well in newark is by pulling the four clubs together and they readily said yeah so we got the four clubs together and then interestingly i tried to find if any other races of this caliber uh, actually use more than one running club or more than one company to actually organize them and there are none so the fact that we're four running clubs organizing a major road race is fantastic you, you could argue from a completely biased point of view you yeah about newark that newark does things really really well and probably is the best in the country a lot of things what is not in doubt is it's the best organized half marathon in the country bar none don't you dare tell us about bradford again i'm not going to tell you that boring old story that you love really but basically newark's half marathon is the best by a hell of a long way and i also think peter it's had a little probably directly or indirectly it's brought the four running clubs closer together hasn't it because i just think i got the impression at one stage looking from the outside that you know there was not fast and striders and okay and newark athletic club was saying well you know you should run athletics to compete and they should be with us but now and I think because of what you've done and what the Half Marathon gang have done, all three of those, and now Tom Marshall's Endurance Club, all yeah. those clubs are now at times acting as one club under one umbrella and then they just branch out to do their own thing. And now I'm seeing that, you know, oh, he's 
Oh, he's got a Newark Athletic Club shirt on this week and he's got an Endurance shirt on next week and he's got a Striders shirt on. And I think that's brilliant. Firstly, I think it's wonderful. Yeah, and I mean, one of the things we got going in the first year was what we call the All Clubs Run, which is this Sunday. So in the build-up towards the half marathon, we actually hold a Sunday run about every six weeks where all the clubs come together. And Becky's organised it this time, so she's given us a course that's five or six miles long or 12 miles long. So you're both welcome to come along if you want to. 9.30 at Rumble's Scott's Park. Well, if Becky's organised it, I, I already look six months pregnant, so I, 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 I should be a shoo-in. But I think it, it's... I mean, the All Club is the sort of pinnacle of what I'm trying to say, isn't it? It's... Again, it's something that, to me, is fairly yeah. unique. And it seems now, any any races you do, like we've got the Summer Series coming up, starting not this Wednesday, the following Wednesday, uh, the clubs cheer each other on at yes. these races. Yes. And they're team races. So, you know, we are vying against uh, not fast as striders and Newark Athletics. Uh, but they all stand there at the finish line saying, come on, striders, <laughs> come on, not fast. But you're also team Newark. Yes. Aren't you really? <laughs> yeah, it's great. Talking of Team Newark, or Team Devon as he is now, what do you make of the ex-not-faster Mr Holland's exploits of running between John O'Groats and, and Land's End? Yeah, he's... Mad, yes, I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've never really known what to make of him. No. Uh, Adam. He's, he's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's great, because if, 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 if you talk to Gareth Bagley, yeah. he will tell you that his running technique... Is awful. It's rubbish. It's it rubbish. Yes. Yeah. Absolute rubbish. Yeah. Yet, is the food that he eats is rubbish. His sleeping pattern is rubbish. Yet, you're the doctor, you explain it. Yeah. yeah I, th- I think he just loves running. You know, I've, I've always thought, why, why aren't you getting some more coaching? Because you could be up to proper national standard or whatever. But when you talk to him, that's not his main interest. Oh, he, is it? He, he just wants to run. And that's it. And, ch- and be challenged by the running. Yeah. So. I, I mean, I, I, I love him to bits because you don't know what's happening next. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just, yeah. I just love him to bits. Yeah. Just, um, he, he couldn't go back to Scotland because he'd got um, nobody to guide him through Scotland and there's no way he would have found his way through Scotland. Um, but uh, he's absolutely wonderful. And talking people, that's wonderful. Um, we're going to now catch up with... Uh, we're going to stick with the striders, really, aren't we? We're going to catch up with Graham, who's hopefully just got back from um, Paris. And with the events, what happened there last night, um, I'm sure he's going to have a, one or two stories to tell us. So coming up very soon, Graham Welsh. It's Tuesday, it's quarter to eight, and that only means one thing, of course. It's our striders report, and um, Graham himself has um, only just got back from parish yesterday and graham so pleased that you're back and so pleased that you had a, cra- a cracking weekend and you're back safely but i would have thought when you turned on your television last night you just could not believe what you were seeing yeah that's absolutely true yeah we, did, we had a wonderful uh, weekend in paris and uh and most of us uh came back on uh, during traveled back during the day on on monday and so we came home and switched the telly on and uh, all messages started passing around on social media as they do, hey, have you seen what's happening and things, and uh, yeah, it's shock and uh, sudden, to, sudden to see that, and just really couldn't believe me, I was what I was seeing on the television, um, so some, of, some of the club are, are still over there, you know, they stayed on a few days, and uh, actually were in Paris uh, you know, last night, and uh, yeah, even closer to it, and uh, everybody who sees something, something as iconic as that, 
in flames. It's uh, yeah, it's it's very sad and uh, yeah, deeply uh, upsetting, really. But, yeah, we had a wonderful weekend uh, of running. Uh, I won't start in Paris, though. I'll come to uh, Paris in a minute. I'll start off uh, a bit closer to home in in Lincolnshire with the sort of first uh, mentions of the 23 New York Striders that uh, completed marathons uh, on Sunday. And sort of bear in mind that the marathon run itself, the spring marathons that we do, are the culmination of weeks and weeks, if not a couple of months, two or three months of uh, training, you know, climbing around the uh, the country roads around Newark and the surrounding area every Sunday morning, you know, up to 20 miles and beyond doing the training. And uh, and yesterday, for 23 of us, was a big day. So we start off in, uh, in Boston, Lincolnshire, where 10 striders were at the Boston Marathon there. And uh, club records, club marathon records were tumbling. I sort of um, thought that, New, uh, that Lewis would uh, have a good go at her. Simon Roberts's new club record of three hours and two minutes for the, for the marathon. And yeah, he was the first strider to go under the uh, much sought after three hour mark for, for the marathon. So well done, Lewis Hopkinson. Two hours, 57 uh, minutes and uh, 38 seconds and against 20th overall in the field of approaching 700 runners. Uh, it wasn't all just about the men, though. Philippa Clark uh, broke her own uh, New York Striders uh, marathon record. Three hours, 36 minutes, and 44 seconds for what obviously was a new PB and a new ladies' club record. Matt Silk, uh, three hours, 25 minutes. Chris Young, three hours, 44. Ollie Cron, uh, three hours, 52. Sarah Carter, Four hours thirty-four, and uh, Andy Scott four hours thirty-four as well. Stacy, Stacy Atkins five hours and seven minutes. Kath Scott five hours and fourteen minutes, and Lynn Bobby uh, a PB for five hours and fourteen minutes. Everyone gets a mention when they've done a, a marathon. Um, so uh, well done everybody at uh, uh, at Boston. So to Paris, they so had a wonderful weekend over there, taking in uh, the sights, the Eiffel Tower, and the food and the atmosphere of Paris. Uh, for a day or two, and then uh, taking on the, the Paris Marathon. So, uh, Thirteen of us uh, completed the um, the marathon, and there was a sort of party of about 35 riders and, and family uh, supporters over there. So we had a lovely weekend. First back was Mark Jackson in a new PB time of three hours, ten minutes and uh, 21 seconds. Simon Palmer uh, was next back, three hours 49. Nigel Driscoll, another PB. 3 hours 53 minutes and 51 seconds. Gary Tasker, 3 hours 55. Kate Driscoll, PB for Kate, uh, 4 hours 4 minutes and 45 seconds. Uh, Steve Padgett, club captain, men's club captain, uh, 4 hours 16 minutes. That was a PB as well. Uh, uh, David Fowler, his first marathon, uh, and therefore a PB, I guess, uh, 4 hours 26 minutes and 29 seconds. Jackie Jackson, uh, 4 hours 30 minutes and 30 seconds for a PB. Steve White, 4 hours 30. Myself, Four hours uh, thirty-seven. Um, Lisa Morris Fowler, first marathon. Four hours forty-five uh, minutes and forty-nine seconds. John Rawson, five hours and two minutes. And Anthea Moisey, five hours twenty-five minutes and fifty-nine seconds for APB. So yeah, we had a wonderful uh, weekend of marathon running, and there's more to come during April. We've got the London Marathon and the Blackpool Marathon. Uh, uh, New York Striders in those two races. I'll tell you more about them next week, though. Wasn't all about the marathons though. We have uh, been listening to the show and uh, listening to Peter, and he had a, a great race, risky half, uh, 
uh, one hour, 45 minutes and 20 seconds. One is uh, men's veterans, 65 uh, age category, and uh, was presented with a lovely shield, I, I understand, to add to his uh, uh, bursting trophy cabinet. And another half an hour, half marathon news, uh, Dave Dews did the beaver half, one hour, 36 minutes, and that 46 seconds, and that was a PB for Dave. And then 10K action read the Born Run in the Woods event, Jason Priest and Jan- Dan Endersby, 54 minutes. And the usual sort of park runs on Saturday, Newark, Lincoln, uh, Wilcombe Down, Dunes, um, Rother Valley, Bakewell, and Bois de Boulogne in, in, in Paris. So what's coming up then? So we a couple of weeks' time, we've got uh, another uh, 11 striders running in marathons. So I'll tell you about that next week. In the meantime, it's fairly quiet over these weekends. We've got the uh, All Clubs run. I'll be there. I'm looking forward to supporting that. Peter's already been telling us about that earlier in the uh, earlier in the show. So a really good turnout at the last All Clubs run. Uh, a monster turnout, in fact. Uh, loads of runners there from all the clubs. And uh, I think it'll be a good turnout again on Sunday. I'm looking forward to, to that one. You was right when you told us last week about um, the race on for... Um the title of quickest marathon runner at uh, Newark Striders, and it does the race does seem to be on, and the gauntlet's being thrown down every week now. Yeah, friendly rivalry, I'd say. You know, yes. we've got some uh, uh, these guys all train together, and they're, they're supportive during their running. But yeah, it's, it's something yeah, beat your time. I think you probably want to beat them as well. But yeah, it's really healthy competition. Actually, it's it's lovely to see uh, some of these Newark Striders going under three hours for the marathon. And again, it's not all about the guys. Uh, Philippa's time was pretty stupendous actually on uh, Sunday and uh, hats off to her 3 hours 36 minutes and 44 seconds uh, that is a very very good time indeed and so put Martin running in, in Newark in general and certainly in Striders uh, 23 running, stri- running marathons in one Sunday alone is, is staggering and uh, it's fantastic to see because I say it's a real uh, illustration of the commitment to we're recreational runners, but it's, you know, we're serious about what we do, and it's a, an illustration of just how much uh, effort and energy and commitment invested when uh, so 23 people in, from one club on one day can do a can do a marathon. Graham, thank you so much. Um, wonderful report, as ever, and uh, a cracking weekend and lots of memories. Yeah. Lovely. Talk to you next week. Bye now. Thanks. Bye-bye. And that was Graham Welsh then with the Striders Report, and that um, takes us back to the man with the biggest trophy cabinet in New York Striders. <laughs> <laughs> yes, little shelf in the living one. room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was yeah. just trying to get around the cabinet. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? He couldn't, he, 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 he couldn't yeah. get the mic for all the trophies. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the man said it himself: the biggest trophy. Ca- anyway, um, two things really. One. What a fantastic report from him. And um, that's the same every single week. He takes time out. It's not about me and Tony. It's yeah. about people like Graham and the yeah. twins because he takes time out to put that together yeah. uh, and sit there and talk and, and go right, right for it. And I just think it's absolutely it's wonderful. It, it really is. And is a credit to your. Oh, it certainly is. When, when I send club. my times through, usually on a Sunday evening, if you've raced on the Sunday, you always get a message back saying, well done and mm. everything else, you know, and then it appears. 
an absolute credit. I, I do love it though when he's he's got his serious head on and the others around him haven't quite got theirs on. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we do have a laugh about that on a regular basis. Okay. Um, he takes it very seriously, and that's what you should take sport seriously yeah. as well. Um, but he he said in 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 there, and I mean, in, what you are is a recreational running club, yeah. but these marathon times are up there with some of the best. Um, I mean, I've had my mind pulled to it because I'm just about to give a talk at a conference in Dublin in a couple of weeks' time. And one of the things that I wrote when I was in orthopaedic nursing is that people tend to take for granted being able to move freely and be pain-free. And it's not until they actually lose that that they then start doing something about it. Whereas I think what runners have done is said, I'm not going to let that happen, you know. And they actually maximise what they can do uh, with their body. In this case, running, walking, and the other exercises that you have to do to enable you to run a marathon. It's not. It's not just running. You have to do a lot of other conditioning work as well. Because we're actually taking, you know, with the greatest of respect, um, we're not taking sort of eighteen, nineteen-year-olds athletes in the prime and teaching them how to run a marathon. You're taking people slightly older. And saying, right, you're going to run a marathon. And yeah. I find it amazing. Yeah. Uh, and again, you know, if there's any uh, runners out there that are thinking of getting started or don't belong to a club, I would advise them to join a club on two counts. One is, as you see with people like Graham and so on, they are a good a social avenue. So they keep you mentally and socially uh, fit as well as physically fit. But you also get the advice and support. Because one of my bugbears is that we don't get that in the in the UK. Yeah, if you become injured and go to a GP, you quite often don't get the support that you deserve. But also you don't get the support to make sure when you start to do running or swimming or cycling to actually prevent injuries. And particularly if you're middle-aged upwards, you need to actually make sure that you're doing those events properly. So if you was in Holland or Belgium or yeah. France, would it be different? Yes. Oh, yes. I mean, I just saw something this evening um, on a website. It's one of the health websites that I access where they're actually paying in Australia cyclists $5 to get on their bike and cycle to work. That's how seriously they treat activity. Yeah. We don't. We, no, we, don't, we don't provide proper cycle no. tracks around Newark. No. Yeah, it's lethal. Uh, sometimes if you're on a bike and on it, a cycle it, it's track. lethal for the cyclist and, and, yeah. and, and, and for and the car driver yeah. it's, it's lethal it's for both, both. It's both yeah um it, it, it's it's farcically bad yeah it, 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 it really is uh so time's running out on us newark half marathon is on august 11th 2019 it's based around scones Scons Park, Devon park the tom man pavilion where the two football pitches are that's where we're all going to be entries are open um Sign up, why not? Yes, for sure. As I say, we're up to 300. We've got a maximum of 1,500. We've raised it slightly this year. Uh, and we're hoping to pull, uh, push you know, well up to 1,000 this year, which would be nice. It, it, well, I mean, traditionally, a lot of it happens right at the end, Just which before. is which is for the guys and the girls that's doing all that organisation. I think that's, that's brilliant. But that's what happens, isn't it, in the last three or four it weeks? Is. But yeah. I thought 300 for now is, is not a bad... Take. No, it's not. It's not. Um, yeah, I, what I use as a, an indicator is the summer solstice, which Grantham Running Club organise. Um, and they'll be about half full 
till about five weeks before the event and then suddenly you get it on the website we're fully booked no more entries uh, that's almost a freak event though isn't it it's it, i mean yeah I, I i see a lot of these events but that one there's hundreds yeah. and lots of hundreds tony there's an awful lot of runners <laughs> come out at long benton on that friday night and again it's the one that's ticked there in the calendar isn't it as a must i think it's the beer you get at the end for free it's, you don't get you get a medal but you also get a, a specially brewed bottle of beer as well there you go that's yeah. put you back in the running aren't it idyllic idyllic peter you're going to come and see us again before yes for um, sure if, if you're, you're, if you're almost happy, certainly if you're because it is the biggest new york yeah. sporting event of the year it's the best new york sporting event it's one of the most friendly new york sporting events and all we need is the sun to shine but not yeah quite <laughs> to it's too hot too hot no we could you know we'll have a nice day but you know um we'll keep its limit peter thank you thank you thank so you much mate. always great when you come in and um and see us and another old friend coming back tomorrow night because um it's time we really started talking cricket tony because collingham play their first league match on the 27th mm. of april um pipes is coming in to see us as he Starts another season, as he'll no doubt tell us tomorrow night. He's 20-something and he doesn't know why he's doing it, but he'll be out there right at the start and uh, bowling his 16 overs every week. Yeah, I'm um, currently uh, revising m my laws of cricket. I've got up to law 17 today, and uh, by the time uh, I'm allowed to return to cricket on uh, May the 11th, I will have uh, read all 42 and be ready to... Uh, have a very interesting season because it's the first time I'll have uh, umpired sober, so it should be fun. Yes, I'm sure the cricketers. I'm sure the cricketers <laughs> are looking forward. To, I'm sure they're looking forward to it. But we, we're obviously going to talk to, to David Eden Tranter's coming in to um, see us at the beginning of May. She's going to talk all things Bolton and, of course, the terrible accident to their previous overseas player. Um, Eden's going to tell us what Bolton are going to do for that. We'll catch up with Mark Everington again, of course. And it, it, I assume it's Harry again from... Is he well, captain? Harry, Harry is the captain. So we'll so, be talking uh, to Harry again <coughs> from Newark R&M as the cricket season. I've had enough of football and rugby now. It's, it, it's been great fun, but let's just put it to bed now and, and let's, let, let's enjoy a bit of cricket now for a few months. Um, I'm glad the football season, for once seems to be finishing fairly early we're not going to be playing football on the 29th of may let's get it out of the way and let's concentrate on cricket <laughs> well I, I must admit that um um i'm going to enjoy the next three weeks of football but um yeah cricket seems to get shunted into a corner these days football seems to last about 14 months of the year but um cr cricket cricket is clinging on by its fingernails to a very small segment of the sporting calendar yeah, it, it, it really is about time that uh, football was shoved out of the way a little bit. Anyway, David Pipes tomorrow night and Strictly Mick and Tony on Thursday night. But uh, it's Strictly Mr Stuart Preston. Of course, Stuart is a um, Newark R&M man through and through and he's going to be there watching the, the cricket and he's, he's not really bothered about the football at all. But what he is bothered about is his blues and that's what he's going to be telling you about in a minute's time. Bye-bye. Yeah.